everyone. Welcome back to the Radio DePaul podcast. I'm Sarah Breedlove, here with episode 65.5, Musician Highlights. This week, one of our producers, Natalie Shamo, was enjoying a delicious potbelly sandwich when she realized that the music filling her ears was not from a speaker, but from a live performer. She had the wonderful opportunity to sit down with local musician Jory Avener, who performs every week at Potbelly on Southport. I'll let Natalie take it away. Okay, Jory, so tell me about yourself. I am a singer-songwriter. I've been living and working in Chicago just as a musician for about five years now. I am full-time, which means I don't wait tables or any of that thing. You know, I just, I just do the music. I work actually with a lot of other songwriters, started a community called Half Glass Records, and got a web series, it's called Little Sunday Sessions. It's like almost live sessions, so mm-hmm. just like set up in the living room and like shoot almost live performances. This is like a full-time thing. Potbellies is like, you know, I think maybe to some people that like just kind of pass through, they don't realize that a lot of these people are like, they're, they're pouring like hundreds and hundreds of hours into like their own work, they're actually making stuff. Actually, the director of the program, uh, Claire Corvo, she is a phenomenal singer-songwriter just by herself. She oh, has wow. an album out and... The director of like live music at Potbelly? Yeah, so okay. she she's like my boss, I guess, mm-hmm. from there. Uh, she's the one that hired me. And uh, she's like a really, really talented musician. I actually, she just played at Lagunitas recently. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah, so I got to go see her. It's a really, really good opportunity for musicians. Because, you know, for someone like me, where music is kind of like not the most predictable job. You deal with a lot of shaky situations, shaky plans. So for someone like me, it's really nice to have like a base income of like... Oh, I know that I'm at least going to be able to make rent yeah. just by doing this. I tend to write songs, I tend to write like narratives that are like from my life. Not necessarily complicated ones or anything, just like little stories. Full-time musician, whether, yeah. whether you would call yourself a musician or not. There are a lot of people that would love to do that, but just can't possibly make it work yeah. so what advice do you have for people who that's their dream but they just can't get there ah uh, you just gotta do it just <laughs> like like uh you just I, I was lucky in that how it happened for me was that i was working this like odd job in mm-hmm. like a tile factory or not tile factory it's like a tile it was a tile shop but i was like moving stuff okay. all all day long and, um and i actually got in like an accident like, oh, and wow. I like, broke my collarbone and I had to quit that job and I was just like knocked out of work for nine months while like my collarbone because it was so shattered I don't ha- I don't have like a degree in like intellectual work or anything so mm-hmm. I-, I couldn't like sit at a desk and do a job um, and so I just decided to use that time period to just start building up like venues that I could go and play at and like mm-hmm. walking around and everything but it took that like just diving off that cliff to do it I wish it weren't like that because it's such a non-friendly industry to be in. It, it's It's got such a high barrier to entry. But once you're in it, it gets a lot easier. And, and it's it's terrifying enough for people that like, I have friends that like work at Trader Joe's and stuff just because like, like wait tables because like they just, they're not confident in like being able to do stuff. The flip side of that though is that you end up having to turn down a lot of work because you can't, 
work it around your schedule. And the other thing is is to diversify what you're doing. Like, so don't, you can't make your living just performing. So like I teach as well as like I record for people. I do like session work. I also do like engineering. Yeah, so it's, if you just can get yourself into like a whole basket of things and then you get like, you know, one check from here, one check from mm -hmm. here. Yeah. That's actually pretty good advice because I think yeah. a lot of people would just want to hear like keep putting your name out there, keep signing yeah. up for different venues, but nobody really considers doing something supplemental to mm -hmm. that. Do you like teaching? Do you prefer that over anything else that you do or is that just um, a little gig? I enjoy it in the sense that every time I'm teaching I'm also learning something because I've been playing for I don't know 15 so years. I don't know a long time and I kind of don't really think about some of those basic things mm -hmm. anymore and it forces me to like slow down and think about like oh yeah there's that but yeah it's fun also just to to be around other people that are like getting into it and you can kind of like see like what their musical tastes are and mm -hmm. like it it's weird to say but I guess nostalgia is kind of like especially when you're working with like younger kids like okay and you can yeah. see that like they're their music taste is like developing and it kind of takes you back to like when you were that way. Yeah. And like you kind of hear the same things that you were saying, like when you thought you had a nuanced opinion about something, <laughs> but you really didn't. You didn't know what the hell you were talking about. You know? But it's, it's great. It's great. I love it. What would your uh, younger self have to say about your current self? Well, that guy's such a square. <laughs> yeah. He probably wouldn't get it if you're like, sellout or something. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't, probably. Do you, do you think you subconsciously feel like a sellout? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I, I think the younger me probably didn't understand. Like, I used to have this fantasy that I was going to be like a millionaire or something. Mm -hmm. Like a songwriter millionaire. <laughs> but little did I know that like, oh, that's just not how life works. You know, like you yeah. can't just like write songs and then people will like throw themselves at it. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it just, nothing works like that. Well, that being said, then, what is your dream or your end goal? Um, I don't know. Go on tour, write songs for the rest of my life, die in the back of a classic car. I don't know. Oh, wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> you gotta figure it out. Country I mean... musicians. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, really, I just wanna, I just wanna do what I'm doing, but bigger, I guess. Okay. Do you have a goal for your music? Like when you write a song, is you know, do you want it to resonate with people in a certain way, or is it just a way for you to talk? Uh, yeah, I think I used to think that, um, like I had some kind of bigger thing to say. Mm -hmm. and I don't think I really do. I kind of just use it as like a, I don't know, it's almost like a journal, <laughs> but fair, you know, but like. I guess it would be nice if someone were ever out there and be like, oh yeah, that's a good song right there. You know, like, I want to be like that. Like, well, actually, I hope they don't say something like that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, just, like, they get inspired anyway. Yeah. Like, um, like I got inspired by people, mm -hmm. you know? Like, that would be cool. That would be a nice little, like, the circles kind of moving, you know, whatever that term is, <laughs> you know? But, uh... <laughs> It, that would Wheels be cool. turning? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Okay, so this new album that you have coming out, yeah. what is it called? Uh, it's called Far and Away. Okay, tell me about it. Um, it started as like a concept album mm -hmm. because I uh, wrote, I, I just had this weird like three week period where it's just like every day I was just writing like a new song mm -hmm. and I don't really know why that was happening. But then I like culled that down and they all tended to be about like the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, cause like not, not a whole lot is going to happen in like three weeks, right. so gonna, you know, <laughs> and you're, you're still kind of operating under the same framework. So, um, so it started out as that. And then the project, I started recording it just by myself. And like doing like full band uh, stuff, like where I'd go and play drums and mm -hmm. go and play guitar over that and stuff like that. And it was just taking forever and forever and forever. And so I had to start like culling it down. So now it's become like a two part thing um, where I'm releasing the first half of it uh, on March 9th. And the second half is like the follow up. And so I've split it kind of into two separate okay. sides, I guess. Like the first side is more of the like just folk rocky stuff mm -hmm. um and then the second half is going to be like the more heavily electronica like because i work a lot with electronic instruments okay. as well are you just guitar and voice or what else goes into yeah i mean it's really uh it's really a weird mix of like synths and harmonica mm -hmm. and guitar and um you know, the, I, it, the album started, it was just going to be me. And, and then I just was going through it and I was like, you know, I'll just have my friend do this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had like my friend come and play like a guitar solo. And then my other friend cool. came in and did like some backup vocals and stuff. And got really drunk and screamed into a microphone together for like <laughs> three hours. And, and that's on the album? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's on the album. So where do you see yourself in five years slash where do you want to be in like however much time oh. it would take you to get somewhere. Well, so right now, my whole thing is that I'm putting out this album, um, and I'm, I've been booking a tour for the album, mm -hmm. um, and I've been kind of talking to like certain record people, which I don't really want to go too much into that, because like, I don't really know anything concrete yet, mm -hmm. so, but right. I've been talking to certain people, and like we've been, you know, having little phone meetings, but, um, yeah, I'm putting a tour together, and I really, my goal is to get that going really consistently to where mm -hmm. I can just cycle between, like, all right, I'm going on tour, and then I'm, like, writing this, and then going on tour. Yeah. And, like, start to play bigger and bigger venues. That would be the ultimate goal. Um, Have you had any yeah. moments where you've, uh, like, I'm actually doing this stuff right now? Yeah, like the first time I like paid my rent with a check <laughs> that was just from music and yeah. like not out of my savings or anything. And then I had some left over. I was like, that was cool. You know, like, <laughs> that is really cool. Like it wasn't like a, I walked out on stage and there, it wasn't like that. It was like I went to the bank and, like, <laughs> and was like, oh, cool. Do you see yeah. yourself staying in Chicago or do you want to build your career somewhere else? Probably not. Um... I don't really want to have like a home base, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've just been like, I don't know, I traveled around a lot when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I've kind of gotten used to that. Okay. And so there's nothing wrong with Chicago. Like, I love Chicago, but I just like moving, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like Where that. is your favorite place that you've lived? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You like 
different things about everywhere you go, you know. Fair. The Northwest was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd wake up, like, anywhere you are, you could wake up in a trailer park or something, and you look outside, and it's just, like, mountains and oh, I'm sure. pine trees and, like, rolling creeks, or you could, you know, here, like, it's really nice that you can walk to anything. There's like public, tra there's no public transport out there. Right. Know? Like everything's miles and miles apart. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I mean, there's really nice things about like everywhere you go. Um, the scene here is definitely a lot better. Like for music, like there's not a lot of opportunities for musicians out there. Right. You know. Would you ever go to L.A.? <laughs> I guess I can never say never. Come and claim I was gone. You can check out Jory's music on SoundCloud as well as his website, joryavner.com. That's J-O-R-Y-A-V-N-E-R.com. This episode was written and produced by Natalie Shamo, Charlie Carey, and myself, Sarah Breedlove. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to let us know by leaving a review on SoundCloud and iTunes. It really helps us out. However, if you still want more content and you're hungry for comedy, be sure to tune in to Radio DePaul's comedy podcast, Mistake and Eggs, where humor is served sunny side up. You can find that on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and the Radio DePaul app. Since this is only episode 65.5, we will be having another installment of the Radio DePaul podcast next week. Be sure to keep an eye out for episode 66, Socialism versus Capitalism, that will be published on March 5th. Once again, I'm Sarah Breedlove, and thank you for listening to the Radio DePaul podcast.